Nathan educated me on the whole Joe Budden situation, so I feel like you can take over. <laughs> no, man, I've got the sniffles right now, man. I've got to pick and choose when I'm speaking, so I think somebody else should should welcome the listeners. <laughs> okay, well, um, it's Callum's turn. That's where I did it last week. Oh, for, oh, all right. Well, hey guys, because I started off with like uh, back and forth as brother. Oh, yeah. So, um, well, hey guys, welcome to the DMP podcast, fourteen fifteen twenty one. We back. We here the weekly pod for, you, for the people. There's, a lot, happening. There's a lot happening in sport right now. You got the Euros playing, the football's on, all the European teams winning, losing, doing whatever. Then you're in. We're entering now the third round of the playoffs, the conference finals in some cases. For the YouTubers versus the TikTokers, I didn't even know that was a thing until I saw Deji. Like going through some depression, you know. I'd like to see fucking Deji versus Ben Askren, the battle of the milk cartons. Fucking, <laughs> I don't see anything. I just saw Deji just like, I'm a failure. I failed you guys. <laughs> yeah, but respect them. Like, no, he knew that straight away. Like, I caught the highlights the morning. I think I spoke to Nathan about it the day before. I watched the weigh-ins and shit, and like. It was outrageous. Like some boys were athletes. Like some boys had seriously been training, and some boys did not give two shit. Like that uh, Face Jarvis guy from Face Clan, he got like a clean ass knockout on some TikTok, yeah, yeah. and you're like, he has put in work. He's went from like Fortnite aimbotting to boxing aimbotting. Like, but yeah, the overall I think skill and turnout was kind of shit. Do you see the clips of like DJ Khaled performing? It's like all I do is. Is DJ Khaled past the like because he was what the first like Snapchat star, but is TikTok too is that past this generation now? Yeah, yeah but TikTok the bag he would have got paid for that is madness. True. No, but I just mean like the crowd is he the person that the crowd would want to see if you're a TikToker? Yeah, I mean, like remember when they did this with Jar Rule as well? Was it last year or the year before? Jarl's <laughs> <laughs> not even Jarl's not even YouTube. Jarl's MTV base. Like, <laughs> I just think they're going for the biggest, easiest name possible. Do, like, do you know what the funniest thing I thought was that uh, Charlemagne the God did a lot of like the back and forth commentary. Like he was effectively in the studio giving the commentary, and he also just wasn't giving a shit. He's like, I think this person won the fight. The refs are shit. Like that. Person <laughs> Like the refs should fucking go home. Like he was just being completely honest, which I thought, which I loved. It was like, but yeah, no, the the whole event I think could have been done a lot better. I mean, what, what was your favorite fight? Was it Lamar Roden? I think that was my favorite. But that was a night. That was a completely separate thing. Was that it? was not even fair. That whole situation was <laughs> the whole. I like. I'm. It's even getting me a little bit annoyed that we're still talking about this, but. <laughs> Like watching I, the, the that, fight that I like, like that. What was the point in that fight? Isn't Nick? Isn't Nick Carter a cracker as well? <laughs> isn't Lamar Odom a cracker? And you get pulled over in a car. <laughs> <laughs> Lamar Odom is also a, a certified cracker. <laughs> touche, touche, touche. <laughs> My guy's out here sagging his shorts in the boxing ring. <laughs> that was that was that yeah that fight wasn't fair but on to segue on to another unfair fight 
Sons, not sons. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're in there. We're like, talking Devin Booker and Nikola Jokic. That was that was funny to watch, actually. Yeah, Devin, you could tell Devin Booker was relieved when his friends pulled him away. He was like, you could see him breathe a sigh of relief. I, I, I didn't, I didn't mean it. I really. You don't want to mess with anyone from the Balkans. Never mind, fucking a guy that's that tall and that. You know he can, even if he's not got a talented like punch on him, he can throw weight. And that's gonna hurt. And also, he's you know those guys who are calm all the time. You don't want them to. You don't want to see them when they're angry. Like they say all their anger for, like, for for two moments a year. And I'm not sure Devin Booker would have been able to handle that. You saw how hard he swiped campaign in the face by accident, and he only glanced him and took man out. So I'm not sure Yoke. I'm not sure Booker wanted all of that. To be honest, have you seen Yoke's brothers? Yo, we nah. were talking about this isn't mad. <laughs> Bro, they're all like six eight minimum. Like Jokic is like seven foot or seven one or something. His brothers are like six eight and wedge with tattoos and shit. The kind of guys you meet in like, I don't know, Serbian prison or something. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure Devin Booker wants it, but he got the dub in it. Man, man, yeah. Devin Booker has really put himself. He's him and Donovan Mitchell. I would say I've changed my opinions of them quite a lot. Not that I had bad opinions of, any, of either of them. I just thought they were good players, like the, like on the high end. Now, did, I, you, did you think Donovan Mitchell was a bit of a bubble player, and he's broken out of the bubble? Um, I think people forget sometimes that his rookie year, he was he killed it. He took in his first playoff series, he was pretty much the best player on the on the court a couple of the times. So I I didn't see him as a bubble player. But the way Donald Donovan Mitchell plays, sometimes he can be inefficient. So I, I don't think people look at him in the best way sometimes. But the guy, when he's locked in, him and Booker, when they're both locked in, I, I don't know what you can do. There, there's very little you can do. But I want to give more praise to the point guard, CP3. Uh, he, to me, stepped... Firstly, I want to... I want to call Nathan out because you were debating who's better, CP3 or Russell Westbrook. And it's hard to compare. I don't think it's hard to compare. I think it's pretty easy to compare. Look at what Chris Paul does to your team. And and Chris Paul dra helped to drag the Phoenix Suns past the Lakers with one arm. And then you can see now what he does with both arms. The guy is a certified point god. I agree, but he's also a good mid-range shooter, as I think Nathan will go on to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I mean, regarding the Westbrook, Paul, um, Chris Paul comparison, um, to be honest, like, it's, I've no, I don't think, I mean, I made a comparison. I don't think I said Westbrook was better. <laughs> you know what, I, would, I would honestly love to see a one-on-one. -on -one. Like, no teammates, no assists. That's no completely different. One-on-one. Point guards, I think Chris Paul's skill set, maybe it'd be okay, but his whole thing that he has about above Westbrook, in my opinion, is he sees the whole court. He sees things like two or three steps ahead. He can see, all right, it's fourth quarter with eight points ahead. Let's just make sure we get some good shots. No turnovers. Let's not play around here. And with Westbrook, it's fourth quarter with eight points ahead. I'm going to go get mine. 
And it's a, it's that different mindset that I think sets them to apart, as well as the skill set as well. Agreed. And your words, Nathan, were so. If we're going to talk about what's the best book like that, then why are we why aren't we talking about CP3 in the same way? But but I, I, like as I say, put them one on one on a court against each other. Who's winning? I think it's tough to say. Um. Yeah, but I think it's tough. But um, I don't know. Taking the team aspect out of it, like you got to consider that. Yeah, CP3 is a bit smaller. But he's also a way better defender than Westbrook. Um, he's for, very for that better defense. Westbrook's a lot quicker. But the thing is, we're not talking about if we're saying one on one and one on one was a score. We're judging, then great. But these guys have played paid thirty eight million each to play in a in a sport with five or four players with them. Yeah, I respect CP three. I feel like he he elevates his team whereas russell says build a team around me the team will do okay but build it around me to what i need and cb3 is like put me in i can figure out how to get these guys up i think they're both very good players but yeah i mean chris paul's skill level as a point guard is probably noticeably higher than russell westbrook even though russell westbrook is a much better athlete and it's still like a top level point guard in my opinion but in terms of like being a pure point guard, just understanding the game, kind of controlling the team, controlling the flow of the play, not losing the ball for no reason, not wasting shots. The way he's still dominating the mid-range now is something Russell Westbrook clearly can't do anymore. Russell Westbrook can't spell mid. Yeah, but I think they've, they've kind of... No, he, he's never been super efficient from the mid-range. And I think this kind of been trained out of him, really. Like, he's he's really just going for layups. <laughs> It's just layups and dunks now, isn't it? Yeah, but he's never been a great shooter. But Russell, Chris Paul has definitely, like, just... He's, like, fine wine, isn't it? It's just getting better and better. And yesterday was, like, a throwback to, like, New Orleans days, Chris Paul. Like, he was scoring as well, aggressive. Really, really, really. Would you give Chris Paul... Uh, I think he's looking for three years. So he's 36 now. He's looking for three years. Would you give him three years, Max? Um, I would say my my opinion would be let's see how the next series goes, because yeah, okay, to win two series two serieses takes effort, but to win three serieses like flat out takes a lot. That's survival. That's cardio. There's a, there's a lot of things behind that, and like yeah, okay, you you can play your cardio for two series. Effectively, only it has been four games. If it was a seven series game, a seven game series, that might also be different. Like, because 36 will take its toll at some point. Hmm. Yeah, I hear that. But I mean, he's probably earned the contract at the end of the day. 100%. That's for sure. At the end of the day, look, where, where, would, where would Phoenix want to be? If Phoenix started last year, this point last year, so before even the bubble performance, you said this time next year, we could get one player and he will get us to the conference finals. Oh, one player. I can't say it's one player though. The Suns okay, have not one player, a very, very nice team. They've got a very nice team. They put together. Say, but, but the only additions have been Chris Paul and Jay Crowder, really. And Jay yeah. Crowder, of course, Jay Crowder is underrated. I'm not I'm not taking yeah, away. He, he's had a big impact. But I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Chris Paul would be so effective without those pieces in play around him. Like Devin Booker, really. Like, there's. But the majority of the pieces were there, and Chris Paul's. I, I, I wouldn't say okay. Chris Paul's taking them up seventy percent, but Chris Paul's 
definitely adding an extra 30, 40 percent. Yeah, of course, he's taking them to the next level, and um, it's kind of like the perfect recipe, you know, because like we've seen Chris Paul in other places, and he hasn't necessarily been as successful. But the Suns have been a great organization, they've built well, they've kept Devin Booker in line, they've got some, as I said, they've got some great players. DeAndre Ayton has been stand out. Like stand out, he might he might even get the max contract based on this um off season. He's he'll, get, he'll get he'll get he'll get big money. Mikel Bridges is Mikel Bridges. They got Darius. Harry. They got uh, even campaign. Campaign was stepping up, and uh, campaign I never really saw him do anything. So, but then didn't Jokic try to scrap campaign as well? Yeah, he's he punched campaign he's in the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can tell he was getting angry. That was not a normal swipe. That was a. Uh, we're about to go out. I'm pissed off about everything. Aggravated so. for sure. So, do we? What's your thoughts on how far the Phoenix Suns can go? Do you see them actually get into the finals? And with what? Uh, I, I think what, a question to answer prior to that is: Who are they playing? Are they going to be playing against Utah or Lakers? Uh, not Lakers, sorry, Clippers. So, to be fair, I I, I would see them both as. In terms of the level of threat, I see them both at the same level. I, I to be honest, I couldn't. I, I honestly can't pick between the three of them. I honestly couldn't pick between Utah, Clippers. Yeah, this series is very tight, and you still feel like um, the likes of Kawhi and uh, Paul George. They still need to pull a little bit more out. <laughs> so, I have a question. I, I had a, I had a take. And this was before he he dropped the shit. Like he dropped uh, what was it thirty plus the other day. And I don't, to be honest, I, I'm not changing my mind on this. Is Paul George just a slightly better version of Demar Derozan? Wait, well, sorry, repeat that. Is Paul oh, George a better version of Demar Derozan? That's a hot take, you know. <laughs> Paul George a better version of Demar Derozan because his defense is not that great. His defense, we saw Luca cook him. We're seeing Donovan Mitchell cook him. His defense is decent. Is it so, also easier to ask though? Is Donovan uh, fuck me? Is uh, Demar Derozan not a worse version of Paul George? Like Paul, like, uh, Demar Derozan is trying to be Paul George in that sense. Well, when I when I say Demar Derozan is it's Demar Derozan will get his shots, he'll get buckets, but Demar Derozan also can have games where he's just. What, are, are you here? What's what's going on? Are you still playing? It's just that Demar Derozan defensively is a bit of it's a bit of a liability. Aye. But Demar Derozan, forty point games before, he's also gone missing. Um, I like Demar Derozan. I'm not going to disrespect the guy. He's a great player. Um, always felt like a bit bad for him the way he got shafted at Toronto. But um, Paul George. I've said it a couple of times, like despite all the narrative and all the slander, Paul George is probably genuinely a top 15 player in the NBA, given his skill set and ability. I see him as having at least the same amount of talent as like the Tatum of the game, you know what I mean? Like he's at least on that level. And we've seen Paul George compete with like LeBron and KD in the past. But would, like, you, would you say, okay, so the last game he, he competed and he did his job, but would you say that through the last three years of playoffs that you've seen him, he's delivered at the level that you'd expect of somebody who we're seeing as just below the MVP type of conversation. No, no, he hasn't. No, he definitely hasn't. That's why, pand that's why Pandemic P is a thing. Because, like, <laughs> he basically hasn't made, he probably hasn't lived up to expectations given the way he talks 
and the way he puts himself about as if he's like top dog. And also, but if you're saying he's, he's top player. 15 players in the league, then he has. Uh, yeah, but he's so got reputation. Mean, it's not that one. So there's two things that gave him his reputation: the Pacers series, I think, mm -hmm. back in like like first scene or whatever, and then that MVP year that he had at OKC. Those two things have made Paul have put Paul George in this conversation, but I haven't seen him do enough on a regular basis in the high stakes moments for him to make me think, well, is he actually someone that should be there? But I mean well, at the end of the day, I think the whole that whole statement of he's one of the best fifteen players in the league is kind of a mad statement because when you think about it, he is one of the most spoken about names. He is one of the players that's got one of the best shoe deals. Like, yeah, and yet we're still able to criticize him. Like, obviously, the the bigger you are, the more you get criticized in that sense. But the fact that we are seeing he is top fifteen is kind of mad. I think. Um. Okay, I say top fifteen, and it's kind of like a. It's not a fixed top fifteen. I know. I get you, but no, I, I agree with you. Know I, mean, you. Right. I disagree with you. Like. <laughs> is the weird bit like yeah, well, yeah. Okay. I mean that's, that's I think, when much. I think of names I'm like Paul George is going to be there but then I'm like wow okay that's kind of crazy what has he done to be there like, yeah exactly exactly but then you could say the same thing about Chris Paul up until this season correct agreed and I'd always say Chris Paul's probably one of the top two top three point guards in the league and I've always I've been saying that for a minute like a long time actually <laughs> like probably up to 10 years no but um, I don't think I feel like Chris Paul's disappointments have never been mental. So Chris Paul gets injured. That, that's a fair criticism. The Rockets season against the Warriors when they were when they were up and he gets a hamstring injury and they were the, by far the better team. And when he was at the Clippers, gets injured. I think no, I think he did have one bad move here. He did have a bad playoff game where he just completely collapsed. But even LeBron had the same thing in Miami. Mm. So I I don't see him having the same mental issues that put like okay do you, would you put Paul George in the winner's mentality category? Um, it depends, how, depends how these playoffs pan out. True, true. He came into the season saying, yo, this is the season and we're not playing games. He literally said it. So, true. yeah, our narrative changes depending on how his playoff run goes. If they go out like this to Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, then no, yeah, even I will be like, yeah, you're a dickhead. <laughs> And Kawhi needs to walk. But um, up until then, I'm still going to give him due respect. Like, he's definitely just straight eye test. You watch Paul George, you can tell, like, he's a very, very dominant player. Like, it's very difficult to, like, stop him when he's actually going. It's just that he needs to be in that space more often. I mean, you can say this with a lot of people, though. Like, there's always a question of, like, do enough players have this sort of, like, Mamba mentality, this Kobe win-at-any-cost mentality? And you can argue that Paul George doesn't have that especially when he got someone like Donovan Mitchell opposite him, like really going for it every single game, like Dwayne Wade light. So it, it makes him look bad because, yeah, he's great, but like so much talent is also still coming through the league that it's making him a bit redundant at times. Mm. But um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, man. That's, that's how sports works. You're yeah, at exactly. the top of your game until there's a young kid that takes the, the light away from you. Mm. You know what I mean? That happens in short and long term. For the example of uh Shaq, then Kobe comes into the league, or Kobe, then LeBron comes into the league. Yeah, or 
No, that's that's a bit difficult. These are yeah, like I, I completely agree with you. That they're legacies. They're like they're constant. But then for the example of Jeremy Lin, then Kristaps Porzingis, like these people take the light of the league for a period of time. I think what you're trying to say is potential gets you so far. That gives you leeway. So people will see you playing at high potential and be like, okay, so say Luka Doncic for the next two years actually just stays at this level. He doesn't actually break into a Western Conference Finals. People might actually be like, okay, is Luca actually that great? Is he really what we what we thought he would be? Even though to be what 23, 24 years old in like five years' time, because he's 21 now, I think. In four or five years' time, he'll be like 26, and he's easily a super dominant player, but we will only give him so much leeway. And then people will start to look at you a little bit sideways. And I think the same thing's happened to Paul George. Mm-hmm. Like, we've given him leeway, we've given him leeway, we can see the talents there. But then, like you're saying, there's other, there's Donovan Mitchells who are coming up and doing what you did back in the day. Jason Tatum coming up and doing what you did back in the day. So you need to go to that next level because you can't just be in this high potential level at 28, 29. You've got to make the step up. Fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then on the other side of the of, of that game, we had Rudy Gobert, Mr. Gobert. Nathan's favorite player, winning defensive player of the year. What's Can't your... beat this guy, bro. Huh? Can't beat this guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How many defensive players of the year has he got now? <laughs> Three out of four. Bro, he's they, like kids are gonna think he's Shaq. <laughs> hey, that's true though. That's mad. Yeah. <laughs> like he might win fucking finals player, like MVP now. <laughs> it's a mad thing. I don't understand how we're meant to beat this guy. I really, but at the same, at the same time, he's he's a good player. He's like, a good, at the end of the day, he's not. He's an NBA player. player. You can't say he's not a good player. He's no, also I mean, he's, he's a good player. I'm saying that he's a good player, as in he's an excellent basketball player. He's just not to my taste, and I don't like him as a person. And I think he started coronavirus. So, <laughs> jeez. The Rudy Gay, the Rudy, what the Rudy, the Rudy Gay, what am I talking about? Uh, the Rudy Gobert fucking variant. You remember that? Uh, on a, on like, a oh, Corona COVID. oh, let me touch everything in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> on a quick Corona note, I hear that uh, the UK is now extending or reinforcing a lockdown in England. What? Gobert variant. Yeah, the Gobert variants came into town, and they're no longer opening everything up on June the twenty first. They've moved it a week, couple week, a month back or something. What the conservatives lied? I oh, guess no. so. <laughs> oh well. Um, yeah, no, um, I, I, you know what? And he's shaking his head. He was like, "Fuck!" I was planning to be back in London then. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a bit of a stress. I traveling, traveling in COVID times is. Uh, is more reliable, it's less reliable than Yanis at the free throw line. On, but, on a um, second note, Poland have just scored a second goal. Oh, wait, that's a lie. That's a lie. Poland have scored, but it's their first goal and they're now tied with Slovakia. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure I care about that match. Just like, um, thanks for that. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I like Rudy Goldberg, man. I put him in my top 20, which is maybe a mistake, but. The guy affects the game. It's a bit annoying that he can't do more than two dribbles without like having a problem. So he can't do any post play. 
there's so there's a lot of limitations with him. Well, I think that's what the he, thing. Like, I think he's that's very good, a good player in the sense is he doesn't need to do more than two dribbles. Yeah, but when you're if you think of the second best player in your team, but he's also he's, like a role player. Take into account role players don't need to score. Of course, of course. But if you think of the second best player in your team, you think okay, it's someone that we should want to go to if we need to get a bucket. And that's not Rudy Gobert in, in any way, shape or form. I mean, but you look at your, again, you're, you're asking him to score points, which isn't his forte, but would Correct. you say he's the best defender in the league? I wouldn't say I, that. Because I, I don't think think it's, again, if you look at what he does in terms of affecting other teams scoring at the rim, he's a problem. And he's but, not too bad when he gets dragged out to the perimeter. So... He also gets helped a lot by the system at um, at the Jazz, though. They really kind of enable him to like kind of just stay in that zone and like mostly remain in his comfort zone. But when obviously when you stretch him in the playoffs, as I've said before, once he gets like the bigger teams, like the, the Nets, the Bucks, the teams with like actual like the, length, Suns. the Suns. No, not not necessarily the Suns. He's done okay. You think he's been bad against the Clippers? Yeah, he's been pretty decent against the Clippers, but again, the Clippers, because, if they had Sergio Backer, I think I think we'd see a different, a more interesting playoff, mm. playoff series. Well, I, I think we've kind of went off on a longer tangent. The question I asked that sparked <laughs> all of this was, who are the Suns going to be playing? Ah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm still not sure. <laughs> man's, man's enjoying that fence, isn't he? Yeah, he said, you know what? I'm not joining him, join him on the fence because firstly, the Clippers, you don't know which version you're going to get of them. And secondly, it depends. Donovan Mitchell looked like he may have picked up an injury in the last game. Yeah, but they got Jingles still there. They got Bogey. Jingles and Bogey sounds like a nice little sitcom, but... um got this series. Jingles is he's he's dug them out of a few a few spots. Mm. So but no if Donovan Mitchell's not at Donovan Mitchell levels and you have no Mike Conley, then it could get tough. I would like the Jazz to win. I think the Jazz, in my mind, seem like they know what they're doing a bit more. But wouldn't put it past Kawhi to do Kawhi things and, and turn things around. So on the topic of injuries, I'm so I'm killing these segues. Yeah, on the topic of injuries, <laughs> uh, games. So the Brooklyn Nets match up with the Bucks is completely flipped on uh, on its head. I think again, if we spoke, yes, two two now. That's a madness. If we spoke even after the third game that Milwaukee won, I would not. There was no way I was putting any money on Milwaukee to win this. And even and I'll be honest, but, even if Milwaukee come out of this, I won't. It won't be it won't be one way i'm like okay i respect these guys but is there a part of you that would put money on milwaukee to win this series now no i would be if they go out now then Giannis is fully 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 i'm i've put Giannis one foot into ford watch but if they if he um if they look don't come out of this series he's he's in ford watch for me there's no Kyrie, no harden Oh. Um, yeah to be honest like when it when it gets to like this point where there's no Kyrie and no Harden I mean I think Harden might come back to be honest I think if like regular season out, all over again 
I think, I think he'll come back. If Harden's actually, if Kyrie's actually out, then they're definitely going to give him some cortisone shots, like straight into that into that thigh muscle, bro. But I tell you what, even more important than that, because Kyrie and Harden are out, we'll be able to see um, who flew in Lana Rhodes if she attends another game. <laughs> um, have you heard? Of, have you seen this, Derek? You heard about this? No, Derek's a Christian man. He doesn't know. Who I'm talking about. <laughs> Do you know who Lana Rhodes is? Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe I might. Um, yeah, so apparently, Lana Rhodes went on a date with a New York, New York City basketball player, and um, who happens to be a Libra. And um, the way she described it is that the guy asked her out or some shit, and he invited another girl as like insurance or something like this to the date like on, on a on a podcast on a podcast what i heard was the guy invited out this other girl because lana rhodes has been involved in the adult industry like if you're going to date with a photographer you expect to get your photo taken so if you're going to date with a porn star with another girl you're just like expect a threesome to happen type thing that was the expectation oh, yeah yeah that's the logic that's the logic Boston players are super smart but this game's <laughs> like um didn't, didn't he pay a uh, hundred grand to do something he, to to someone? What James Harden? Yeah, someone someone said that he paid them a hundred k to. to yeah. I think um, offsets all those girls and one of these girls. Yes, yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't believe that. I think that's mad ghetto. Uh, <laughs> you cash out someone a hundred grand for a date. Um, I don't know. I think he refuted that straight away. Actually, yeah, I'd go on a date with him for a hundred grand. Why do you need a hundred grand to go on a date with James Harden? Bearing in mind, because he's, he's, he's offering it. Sweetie's offering me a hundred grand. Sweetie, bro. Take it. I see Sweetie performing suicide, bro. She's literally performing on the street. I can send you a video. Like yeah, she's not. No, she's not really really yeah, she 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 can take fifty. She can take she can take a quick fifty pound. <laughs> she can be me. I mean, it feels like Cardi B or someone, and like she's applying pressure. You're like, all right, cool. Take this hundred grand as like a little deposit. But Sweetie. That's like Morley's quick chicken and chips. <laughs> chicken and chips, two for two. <laughs> Pasta at Vapiano's, you know what I mean? That's not 100 grand. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but yeah, um, do you actually think the, the, do you think the Nets have any chance if Kyrie and, and, and James don't come back? Oh. We're going to win two out of three games. I think KD can get you one. I do honestly think KD can get you one, but two out of three. I mean, this is this like, is the issue with the net squad, isn't it? Like when they signed this three, everyone was like, "Yeah, we're not sure about the rest of the team." And when all three are available, it kind of makes up for like lack of depth and quality in the rest of the team. But if it's just KD, I love KD, isn't it? Like KD's probably my favorite player, but I've never seen him as the guy to be like that sole go-to guy on a team. Like he needs like decent role players around him at the very least. I think like last time he was by himself and successful was like maybe OKC when mm, Russ got injured. Injured, didn't it? That was like and that was that was regular season. Yeah. When it comes too to like much, too much. I don't know, man. I don't and know. As well. Giannis has been hearing the slander, you can see it, bro. <laughs> Honestly, bro, if he shoots another free three pointer. I'm gonna I'm gonna punch him in his face, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Bro, it's the most inefficient shot in basketball. He just walks up. 20, it's 23 seconds left of 24 seconds. And the guy just pulls up and shoots. Just wasting possessions and you're losing by 15 points. I would have, I would have, I would have punched him. If I was PJ Tucker and he was doing that, uh, I would have I laid into him. Did you see PJ Tucker, by the way? <laughs> he was in the zone. I, I honestly <laughs> say he's probably been, although obviously Middleton had to step up and Giannis had to step up, but he's probably been one of their most important players in, in terms of setting the tone. Agreed. He is on KD's bum. Like he is. What, what would Kendrick Perkins say? He's hugging him closer than a pair of leggings. Like he is on him. Mm. He's doing this. He's doing this thing. But um, that's why they brought him in. That's it is exactly. This exactly what they what they brought him in for. But yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we want to go into forward because I I'm honestly I'm looking at Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I'm looking at Russell Westbrook. You can Russell Westbrook ain't playing right now. You gotta pause on that. No, no, no. I'm I'm looking and seeing is his career destined to be similar to Russell's? Unless oh, I don't even okay, okay, okay. okay. I get you. The only thing I say is that that's different. Is that Giannis seems to be a bit more open to not being the number one guy, but I don't I don't see him as the number one guy. Johannes has the cover of a two K. Johannes has. This legacy already. I know, I'm like, he's, yeah, a Swiss, I know. he's a Swiss guy. Like, <laughs> I said Johannes. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, isn't it? I've literally been in meetings since like 9 a.m., finished at 6, came home, jumped in the shower. All right, man. All right, worries. I'm vibing, no? I'm vibing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah carry on. Land your point, land your point. Yeah, so my man, my man Johannes, shouts out Johannes in Sweden. Um, <laughs> but no, my Greek Johannes, uh, Ant Jolimpo, uh, is on the cover of 2K. He's made his legacy, he's made his point. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay, he doesn't need to be number one. Like, number one, effectively, there's never a constant number one. You have people arguing LeBron James, Kobe, Michael Jordan. It's an argument. There's never a definitive number one. And to be put into that argument, which at one point Giannis was, not specifically in those three, but best player in the league currently, he has been put in that argument. And I think once you're in the argument, you don't ever leave it necessarily. Okay. Again, Sorry, say, say yeah, I hear that, but he, Giannis has said a few times. I mean, he's always going on about how competitive he is, how he wants to be the best in the league, how he wants to win with the Bucks, how he don't want to make friends with nobody, how he don't want to join those super teams. And if you talk the talk, you've got to walk the walk and learn how to shoot. But then again, we spoke about Rudy, uh, Rudy Gay and Rudy Gobert and virtually said that, uh, yeah, so Rudy Gobert isn't a shooter, but he's a role player. Johannes is a very good role player who is talented in a lot of other things. Right mm -hmm. now, we are criticizing one of the things that he's not good at. It's like the traditional thing when you eat at a restaurant, you only ever like leave a comment if it's bad. You never leave a comment if it's oh, good. No. I, 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 so I agree with everything Nathan said about, yeah, that's fine, but the way he talks isn't the talk of somebody that yeah. doesn't want to be at the top. And second, I remember I was listening to a podcast in like six like before the season started, and this guy was saying he just needs to learn a few post moves, just learn how to. You're big enough, 
you're strong enough, you've got a decent handle, learn how to yeah, bully sure. switch, learn how to bully the guy in a post and just do like understand a few like pump fakes and 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 uh, and hook shots. Those are that should be where he is, but this guy's trying to learn how to three point shoot. I mean my man's eight three pointers in one game in school, and it's to me, I understand that you should learn to have a jump shot, but if you're seven foot one and you're his size, you can also have a post game. For sure, and for that, sure, hundred percent. Like yeah. a lot of post game is nothing but knowing how to move your body and your feet. Exactly, exactly. You're telling me he can't do that. He moves his feet in the most graceful way when he's running at hundred miles an hour. No, I hear so, that, but that's he's that's a runner. Not, he's a track star. Yeah, that's that's just not Giannis. Like he started playing basketball late. First of all, so he doesn't have that like depth of skill when like training and learning. That's automatic. A lot of other players in the league. I mean, so yeah, you can mention Embiid. But Embiid is a lot more of a natural center than Giannis. Giannis is the guy to run the floor where Embiid, Giannis is playing point guard at one point. Embiid is more like center. And that's his role. So I, would, I mean, it's a bit, I understand what you're saying. Like, yeah, Giannis can learn a few more moves and whatnot, but it's not that easy. But that's like saying Shaq should have learned. But, but then what's easier to learn? Having good footwork in the post or getting a, a, a good jump shot? I know, and his jump looks broken. It yeah, just doesn't at, yeah, but look, look at Shaq as an example. Shaq is a notoriously mm. bad free throw shooter. Spent years in the league. Never had a good percentage. And, and apparently were, his free throw shooting was really good in this when he trained. Apparently he was actually a good free throw shooter in, war, in training. Yeah, but that doesn't translate to games, obviously. Of course, of course no. I agree with you, right? There's some things that... It's and look, we've not played with the pressure of every like a whole city on you and a whole stadium watching you and all this stuff on you. So it's a different level of of uh, scrutiny. But I just, if you look at his body and his type, there's a few simple things that he could do to get himself easy buckets, and it's not acceptable that he's not doing that, in my opinion. Uh, if you want to be the best, if you want to win championships, figure out how you can put yourself in the best position. Same way Rudy Gobert doesn't dribble more than twice. He's, this is Rudy Gobert's ceiling. Rudy Gobert's never going to get better than this, but he knows how to maximise what he what he can do. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but the truth is, Giannis is already a franchise Supermax player. Correct. You, you can't try and relegate him into a role player. And at the end of the day, you can only learn things so fast. Like, you can do things in training and not necessarily be able or, or confident enough to pull them off in actual games, especially in the playoffs where really you don't want to be taking risks. It's like layup lines. How many, like, if you've ever been to like a high school basketball game, whatever, how many times do you see people dunking in layup lines versus how many times do you actually see people dunking in game? It's like a hundred to none. It's true. Or even doing like a little reverse layup, like you can do that in a dunking line, isn't it? But like in games, yeah. a lot of people ain't pulling that off. <laughs> and things like, like you said, like a little like hook shot or something. These these demand a good amount of touch and a good amount of affinity with the ball that Janice doesn't necessarily have. Are you saying that Yanis, not to labor on Yanis's post game, but you're saying that Yanis doesn't have more touch at the rim than Brooke Lopez. Not Brooke Lopez, Robin Lopez. Because I don't know if you, I don't I don't know if you saw Robin Lopez the last couple of games, but this guy was killing teams with his hook shot. Robin doing the most run around and hook shot and he was killing teams telling me Yanis can't doesn't have a skill set that's than Robin pretty Lopez. much the only thing he can do 
You know what I mean? <laughs> Go on, name something else that Brooke Lopez, not Brooke Lopez, it's not even Brooke Lopez, the other <laughs> Lopez. Name something else that he can do. Like, how but can he do a jump shot like Brooke? His brother's but over there shooting threes, and what's Robin doing? What you yeah, but, then, but, Robin, <laughs> think, okay, but then Robin's understood, I know my position, I know what I can do and can't do. Robin was I'm never a franchise player. The, the, the organization have told Giannis, yo, you're the guy we're believing you, we're buying into you. Your league, the league has told Giannis, we believe in you, we're buying into you. You're one of our guys. You're one of the faces of the league. Like, they love this guy, you know what I mean? He's been the MVP a couple of times already. Bro, you can't, I mean, there's weaknesses in this game and I think he'll polish them over time in it. But Did you hear um, the Jay Williams story? Oh, he said... Basically, he said he went on a few years back. He went on the jump or one of them shows, and said Yanis is like KD and AD mixed together in terms of body type, body shape, and what what they can potentially do, except for the jump shot, of course. And then apparently KD saw him at a party and was just like, "Don't ever compare yeah, me to that." Yeah, I, I saw that. Don't ever, ever compare me to that. And that to me, and I get this sense that people in the league just don't respect Yanis. Yeah, of course. James Harden also had his thing. Where, like, exactly. But it's also the European thing. Americans don't respect Europeans when it comes to sport. Uh, it's the Luka American mentality of the sport better than you. They respect Luca. They respect Paul Gasol. There's Canadians. Oh, yeah, but there's everything. question. Paul Gasol, yes, because I think with like, Yannis. Sorry, carry on. Like Paul Gasol is like a generational player. Like he's been about. Like Dirk Nowitzki is the same. Whereas I think Luca is still fresh in the league and he's only proven that he can do good shit. Whereas Giannis is coming in, as you said, coming for the number one spot, and Americans don't like that. Um, I, I think it's more just that the Hoopers, so guys like KD, James Harden, who know about basketball players, knowing how to get your shot, knowing how to like hoop. I don't see Giannis, because, yeah, like you said, Giannis started playing basketball late. Giannis isn't a natural hooper. He's a beast who can finish at the rim and has half decent has decent handles. But so I, I guess they look at him and think, no, if you're thinking about greatest players of all time, Giannis shouldn't really be in. Maybe they're saying Giannis shouldn't be in that argument. I mean, they're saying his skill level's not there, pretty much. That's what always mm. that first game. I always thought like, remember that first game where Kevin Durant really took it to the Bucks. And he really kind of like demonstrated the skill level, like just a gap there. Like, yeah, Giannis is good, but there's a lot of things that he can't do and he can't affect the game in certain ways. And obviously when he's the MVP, then a lot of guys probably get butthurt about that, especially when like he's taking the bronze seat or something like that. But at the end of the day, like he's pretty dominant and he really just needs some wins in postseason to get himself into that position actually, you know. But at the end of the day, also people just don't like others. Like people don't like Chris Paul. People don't like Rondo. Mm. Like, there's people you don't like in the league. This happens all the time. Like, so true. It's when we don't know what happens, like behind the scenes. Yeah, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. I guess he's one of those guys. He doesn't try to be friends with anyone as well. So yeah, and he's always saying that as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm the Kobe mentality and that and blah blah blah. But yeah, yeah, Kobe was Italian, right? Yeah, <laughs> he grew up. Up in Italy. Yeah, he's got that European. <laughs> we just um, play some. Well, we can move on. 
So I just seen the next point. What Donovan Mitchell's better than Luka Doncic? Who put that? Was is that a question that you wanted to ask? You? Is that a question? Can we have that conversation? I think we have enough time to to have that conversation. What do you think, Hannah? Luka Doncic or Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, give me two years. Give me two years to see how they develop. As I say, Luka's done nothing wrong. Mm. Like, allow Luka to come back from something wrong. And then we'll see Donovan Mitchell is consistently good and bad and good and bad. Whereas Luka's just kind of coming to prove a point at this stage. So I would say let it play out through the playoffs. And then from that point on, yes, Derek, do you have a question? I see your hands raised. Uh, when you say Donovan Mitchell's good and bad, when has he been bad to you? I just mean like he's not always performed. Like Luca has consistently performed and put up stats. I don't mean bad in the sense of having really shit nights or whatever, but in the sense of he's not constantly recording triple doubles or he's not having highlight nights every night, but he's a consistent player. Mm. So... I can see where you're coming from because Donovan Mitchell is special. But I would have to say Luca, and it only comes down to firstly, if 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 Luca can't score, he can still kill you. So he can still find the right person. He can so when he's being double teamed, I remember when the Clippers were just like, we don't know what to do with this guy. To be fair, they've done, they've had a few times like that with Donovan Mitchell, but they doubled him up the last game. Whereas if you do that to Luca, it's a dangerous game to play. And secondly, and it's not Donovan Mitchell's fault, he's in a better well, he's on he's on a better team right now. Donovan Mitchell has Correct. an actual team. He has a team which is one through seven, pretty strong. He's got a team which is organized and knows its game. He has a defensive player of the year on his team. He's got Mike Conley there as well. So he has more help. You can't obviously. You can only do what you can do with your team. So who would you put against Dallas versus Utah? Who's winning? Utah, easy. Okay. That's not. A, I don't think that's a conversation. Okay. Um, but Luca will keep them in the game. If Luca starts to get some decent help, I let's see where you. I end. They look. Donovan Mitchell could take his team to the finals, and if the Nets are injured. Do Utah have a chance against any of the other Eastern Conference teams? So, I'd completely, so, so once again, back to the argument. If Utah beat the Clippers, do you see Utah get into the finals? Why not? Okay, cool. I like that. I like that. Imagine a Utah-Milwaukee finals. Jesus. <laughs> Middle America is fucking best. There'd be the a populations of Mormons ever watching sport at once. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd watch it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the whitest, the whitest NBA audience in history. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All those magic underwear, man. You know more. You know Mormon underwear. Give it a Google. It's fucking great. Uh, it ain't nothing perverse. It's nothing in it. So I'll Google that later. Yeah, is it, is it one of those blue waffle things or? No, 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 no. no. It's a legitimate thing. It's virtually like a onesie. It's like a onesie that they wear. It's fucking hilarious. One of those, what's it called? Uh, what's it called when you don't have sex? I can't remember the word now. Ch chastity, chancity. Like yeah, chastity underwear. I told you it was a Christian man, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys watched the rest of the development? Yeah, of course. 
you know um you know oh that that guy's the never knew didn't it <laughs> no i know who i'm talking about i missed it i don't know what you're talking about at all sorry wait let me get his let me get his name up but you know what i'm talking about that barlet dude with the beard and he's just mad weird and he thinks he's an actor yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> and like he's he's kind of he's so weird isn't it he has his he has his thing for like being naked and he can't be naked. So what he does, he wears like, he wears like jean shorts <laughs> like all the time. Lovely bit of jorts. He's always wearing jean shorts and he's called himself a never nude. And yeah, it just reminded me of this Mormons and uh, their under onesie. The under onesie, <laughs> I love that, I love that. Well, hopefully they get to the finals and we get to see someone streaking onto the court uh, in one of those onesies. Ooh. It's Tobias Funke. <laughs> yeah. Rest of yeah. development. Get onto it, Callum, if you haven't watched it. Absolutely. That's a, that's a good watch. Yeah, send me a link. Send me a link. It's a great, great call. Watch. You can probably watch it on Netflix, I think, or one of the one of the streaming uh, streaming platforms. Yeah. Um, What's our last topic? Sons and Four. Sons and Four. <laughs> Callum, do you want to give us a, a, a description of what happened? So, the, the the clip was somewhere in the stands. It wasn't necessarily courtside, and it wasn't necessarily nosebleeds. So just middle of the range. Um, there was an interaction between a individual Suns fan against a. Uh, I'm guessing what would have been a Denver fan. It would have only made sense. Uh, or let's say Denver fans, two of them. Uh, well, it starts off as a verbal interaction, turns into a semi-physical interaction. The two Denver fans proceed to push the Suns fan individual. The Suns fan then proceeds to like put one of the Denver fans in like a headlock below, headlock below his waist and punch the other Denver fan, push him away. And he's like, get out of here. Uh, uh, oh, what does he say? He's like, yo, you ain't gonna win this, blah, 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 blah. Sons and four, sons and four. It's a fucking great video. I did not describe it or do it any justice there. But if you haven't watched it, definitely go and watch it because it's, it's hilarious. I think the Suns fan also gets sucker punched. Which oh, is, I think that's what started it. I think the two Denver yeah, guys really went in on the Suns guy. And he yeah, just went high and having this and fought two boys off. Whenever someone gives a sucker punch and gets battered, it's uh, I, I always like the look of that, and uh, it's and it, yeah, it just goes quite well with the fact that Suns literally did the same thing to the to the Nuggets, yeah, to them. So it was a uh, was a it was a nice little watch. But are there any other topics for us? No, I've just remembered no? that Nathan were meant to be on a boat about five hours ago. Oh shit. <laughs> Hey, that's dedication to the pod. Yeah, <laughs> we love to see it. We love to see it. Hey, shout out our man's Tony. Yeah, we Al Albanian boy Tony comes through with the ice cream and the boat invites. Yeah, my guy. We should do a pod on a boat one day, man. Yeah, that's okay. Hey, we can do it. We can do a forest pod next week. Shit, anytime. Yeah, forest pod. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm doing something. Definitely, definitely. I'll get you like a beekeeper suit or something so you're safe. Yeah, to be honest, I don't. Oh, yeah, the pollen. Oh, I'm saying the pollen's mosquitoes, bro. 
everything. Why you you're in a comfortable bed. Like if you're saying let's go and get go to a cabin in the forest, all right. But if we're going camping, bro, I'm not trying to sleep on a floor for no reason, unless it's a festival. <laughs> I just don't see the need to sleep on yeah, the floor I'll for no reason. Music. <laughs> Sorry, man, I ain't been working for like well, my mom's mom didn't swim from Ghana to have me go sleep in a forest in Germany. It's not it doesn't make sense. Yeah, Michael Phelps had died, that your mom. She made wouldn't have done all that to cut to get her children here and then just have me out flipping kidnapped in a forest. Here's here's a random question. Is camping like a thing in Africa? Do people go camping? People don't. <laughs> like, people are so close to poverty and see poverty. Like even if you're like okay, you see people sleeping on the streets. So yeah, no, but, but I mean, so I guess in like places like Kenya, because yeah. there is there is Mount Kenya nature. with a tent. Yeah, there's a decent. There is decent nature to go out and see, but I don't see it as a actual thing but okay. i say that i'm i've been i've been in ghana for four months of my life so oh. i'm not really because no, to, to me it's a very nordic thing scotland sweden norway finland that type of thing but yeah mm. really cool i've learned something new or not really because i didn't really get an answer <laughs> anyway boys my belly starting starting. nathan sign us out me you do it man Hey, okay. <laughs> I did the introduction. Hey, what? Teamwork makes a dream work. All right. <laughs> Nathan, great bands. Callum, great bands. Um, yes, yeah. we will have a guest next week. We're having guests. We're having more yeah, guests. We're going to have a guest today, but due to spontaneous meetings, they were unavailable. All right. And, uh, but yeah, it's been a good, good little chat. Hope you guys go out and enjoy the sun. Hope our listeners yeah. are enjoying whether wherever you are we'll see you guys next week for another installment hopefully a little bit more drama to talk about um yeah. otherwise we out chip make sure you get vaccinated if you can yes sir mm-hmm.